Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Welcome to episode 205 of Sexology Podcast. My name is Dr. Nazanin Moali, and I'm your host. My guest this week is Trip Kramer. He's an internationally known dating coach and founder of Trip Advice. He's also has his own podcast, How to Talk to Girls. This is part of our November series. So since this is the last episode in this series, I thought it would be useful for us to talk about the strategies that you can implement when you're approaching a woman, because in order for you to have successful sexual encounters, it's important to socially be skilled as well. So we're gonna talk about common mistakes some men make when they're talking to women. We're gonna talk about art of flirting and how you can fine tune this art so you wouldn't come up too aggressively, but you still can communicate what's in your mind. And also we're gonna talk about how we can manage our disappointment when we get rejected because every single person as an adult who's been in a dating game, they experience some rejection and they know those feelings can be very overwhelming. So we're going to talk about how can you take care of yourself. Before I dive into our conversation, I want to thank our sponsors for this month. Our sponsor for this episode is Promescent. Promescent is a sexual wellness company and they have a range of different products including delay spray they have vitaflox we have they have different kind of loops and female arousal gel I personally as part of my agreement with all the companies that I sponsor I used every single one of these products in previous shows I talked about each of these products and it's interesting the last one I wanted to talk about is female arousal gel. You know, I'm very particular about the sensation and how, you know, when some loops, they have this burning sensation or tingling sensation. I never liked them, but it was interesting. I used female arousal gel and it has an interesting sensation. So it's not burning and it was something fun that we added to our play. So if you are curious about any of these products, check out permescent.com and they offer a 15% discount to our listeners. All you need to do is to enter Sexology 15 on a checkout and also they offer free shipping on our orders over $10. Most importantly, their shipping is very discreet. Anyhow, without further ado, here's our conversation with Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to have Trip Kramer from How to Talk to Girls Podcast. Trip, welcome to our show. I am so happy to be here. I, I, just fun because I've heard about your podcast for so long and and seen it everywhere. And it's just awesome to be a guest. So thank you for having me. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about this conversation. I was on your show and I loved talking about, we talked about how to talk about sex and this show. And it was such a fun conversation 
conversation. I leave a link in the show notes so people can check out your podcast. But what I discovered was like your specialty is exactly what I was looking for for my show. <laughs> because I feel like one of the challenges that many men have is like how to talk to women. And yeah. I get this wonderful guys in my practice, truly wonderful and dateable. But the things that they say when they want to impress a woman or like flirt with them is mm -hmm. just like works absolutely against them. So I think yes. your podcast is really useful for people who are curious about what what do I need to do? So tell us what are some of the mistakes that men make? Oh, my God. Well, there's there's so many. And uh, and I don't want to, you know, come down on men. You know, this is something that I dealt with, too. But some of the mistakes are, well, one, not starting the conversation is probably the biggest mistake. They won't even do that because they're in fear and they're very scared of rejection or what may happen. So I don't know if we call that a mistake, but it's it's the thing that, that screws up their dating life is they don't give themselves an, enough opportunities to be able to see if there's a potential match to, to go on a date with someone. And, and so it, it's not even so much that they say something wrong. And of course, yes, that happens from time to time, but it's more that they don't give themselves the opportunity to even have the conversation in the first place. So I'd say that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen with guys is, is not taking action. Well, you know, what's interesting is I see a lot of that in, in my clients, especially the younger population, that they, they, you're right, that they don't even bring themselves to have conversation with women. If someone approach them, they're able to talk. But we always talk about how you are doing a disservice to yourself because you are narrowing the pool of dating for yourself. And exactly. Like when people get to know you, they will love you. So why, why are, why this is such a huge barrier? We all is talking about it. But the other thing is another mistake that I see sometimes people make is that they memorize these lines and they're just so not kind of suitable for the situation and it doesn't come off authentic. So then they have this not wonderful experiences when they try to initiate conversations. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree to an extent. I think that most of it should not be memorized. I like to give guys one line to memorize so they don't feel so scared to open up the conversation. So I like to give them one line, which I'll, I'll tell you in just a second. And then after that, it should just be let's try to have the best conversation and use improvisational skills to be able to continue the conversation, right? So you just improvise your way through. But if you can't get to that point, you do need an opening line. So it's funny, you know, some people call it like a pickup line. It's not a pickup line. It doesn't really pick anyone up. It just it just opens the conversation. So the, the line that I have guys use is, hey, I noticed you over here. I wanted to come meet you. I'm trip. And then you can do a follow up that's like, eh, this is, by the way, I have, I, have a few, I have a few lines. This one is for you see a girl at a grocery store on the sidewalk at a mall, something like that. Hey, I noticed you over here. I wanted to come meet you. I'm Trip. Are you from Chicago or whatever city you're in? Right. So that was a line I like guys to memorize. So they get out of their head because guys see a girl. They're like, I want to talk to her. But then they don't do it because they're not sure what to say. They just they just freeze. So that's a great line to memorize. So then you have that down and then you can go in. I think after enough time, you don't have to memorize that line because if you use it enough, you'll get more comfortable with the with approaching women and talking to women. So if that's the case and you won't need to have a line in the future, it could be just whatever you want. But if you're scared to do it, which a lot of guys are, you can have that line to use. Another line I like to use, because that line doesn't necessarily work as an opening line 
all the time, depending on the situation. So let's say you're at a networking event or you're at a party or something like that. That the line's kind of weird. Oh, you could use it. It's fine. But I like the line to open up conversation. Hey, I haven't met you yet. I'm Trip. And then you can say, again, the same thing like, you know, are you from the city? Or you can say, uh, you know, who do you know here? Who'd you come here with? Or how do you know the host or whatever? And then after that, improvisational. That's it, right? But it's good to have that there and in the back of your head so it can encourage you to actually make the approach. And then after that, you know, and then there's a lot of other stuff you can learn online from a lot of, you know, pickup artists and, and stuff like that where they talk about, you know, different routines. They're called routine stacks that you memorize and and those are used to help attract women. And and they, you know, they work. They, they you know, they wouldn't exist if they didn't work, but it's not going to help you be more authentic to the person you're talking to. It's, I mean, yes, you're basically lying, you know, so that's the way you want to start a conversation off. You know, you could you could do it that way. But, but really the the better skill at the end of the day is being able to have natural conversation, which then truly makes you come off as a charismatic individual. So I say, if you really struggle with women and approaching women and starting conversation, have one opening line like, line like that. And then after that, you can you can go ahead and, and improv and just have a, a natural conversation. But I really like those lines because those sound that conversational. It's like a greeting. So it's not like you are saying something like cheesy. Like I heard people saying you dropped your smile, all sorts of things that I yeah. don't feel that feels authentic. It feels a little bit kind of like, again, engineered. But what you're saying is just like, hi, how are you? In a sense, <laughs> my name is so-and-so. And you cannot I mean, yes. go wrong with that That's in a tactful kind of well crafted way but I think that that's wonderful and yeah. you're right about kind of like some kind of engineered way of this kind of pick up lines that's out there I think the issue with that is that's not who you are and long term you want to meet people and kind of get to date people who are interested in your personality if the line that you're using is super witty and fun and humorous and you're not that person then maybe that's not the best line for you. So I tell people like you will be more successful if you are using the line or the conversation that's congruent with who you are. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting too, is some guys are not interested in a relationship. They're just like, well, I want to, you know, have casual relationships and just sleep with women. And I tell them, you know, what happens is, you know, you can use all those lines and you might be able to end up sleeping with a bunch of women. But what's going to happen to you eventually is you're going to look back at what you've done and be like, okay, yeah, I slept with like 30 women, you know, oh man. But then you're going to realize they didn't sleep with you. They slept with a bunch of lines. Mm -hmm. That's what they slept with. And so what happens is you come crashing down from that as well because you're like, oh no, you know, now I'm realizing whether it's a relationship or a casual relationship or whatever you want, these girls don't really like me. They like this other thing. And then that makes you feel even crappier. So you think you're getting all this like wonderful validation from girls dating you, sleeping with you, liking you, but you realize it's never been you and you feel even worse than before you started. And that's what happens to a lot of guys. So no matter what you're looking for, always better to just be the charismatic, natural you that you could be. And and then, you know, I get some guys who are like, well, I'm not that guy. And so what I do and what my work is, is I help them get to that point. So what we do is we work on... Because I, I believe, you know, one of my beliefs is every guy has it in them to be to be awesome, you know, like fun to be around, uh, witty, charismatic. Like, I think everyone has it in them. And I think what I always say to guys is 
you have that in you, but you're you you only show that side to maybe your family or your closest friends because you're comfortable. But as soon as you meet a woman that you're attracted to, you freeze up. You're not charismatic anymore. You're not confident anymore. And that's that's where I come in. Is I help you know kind of take down those guards and get you to the point where you can be comfortable in these social situations with strangers or networking or women that you want to take on a date or women you're attracted to. So what we do is we give them like the line that, that I told you, right? And we practice doing that line and talking to women and practice the art of conversation. And the way we do it is, or the way I do it is, is I throw them into it. I just throw them right into it. Like we're going to talk to a lot of girls today. We're going to approach girls today. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to get you on as many dates as we can from online. We're going to put you in there. So it's not about like prepping for the final moment where you, you know, meet a girl, and then you can be this confident guy because that confidence comes through competence, which means you have to go through the process of dating, socializing, meeting women, networking, et cetera, going to parties, whatever to, to turn into that guy. So I'm not going to lie. It's kind of rough. It's not an easy process. It can be very draining and taxing. I, you know, know, it's, uh, I've created a way to make it as easy as possible. So if you do it on your own, it can be very challenging. But even, you know, even with a coach, it's still hard. It's kind of the same idea as like fitness training It's like, you know, you, you hire a fitness trainer to, to, you know, get the, the correct form and, and know exactly what exercises to do. But at the end of the day, you're still, you know, lifting the weights or, or running on the treadmill, and you still have to feel that pain, that burn of, of the change. So it's the same thing here is I'll make it easy for you. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through a little bit of a, I don't want to say like difficult time. It's just challenging. It's a challenging time because you're you're creating change and you're turning into a more optimized version of yourself. And so what does that take? It takes getting rejected a handful of times. It takes feeling the emotion of embarrassment, feeling the emotion of, of anxiety, maybe even feeling the emotion of, of depression because, you know, a lot of these rejections might feel, make you feel bad about yourself. But we, we help guys change change that mindset. So it's not looking at it as if they got rejected or they suck or, you know, this, this is terrible. All these girls are thinking that they're losers. Like, no, this is just a process that everyone has to go through so that you can eventually become more comfortable and realize that rejection or a girl not being interested in you or that feeling of anxiety or embarrassment isn't a big deal. So that's kind of like a, a nutshell of, of how I help the guys. Well, a few things that comes to my, came to my mind as you were talking about this. First one was that it's very accurate that you're saying that everyone has it in them to have this wonderful, charming personality. Because I tell my patient that what's happening in our session together is a mini experimentation and lab of what's happening out there. And I experience my patient being very wonderful and kind and great people. And I'm curious then what happens out there. I'm telling them, what, what are you saying that gets in the way of you meeting these women? Because you're right that sometimes this can be very challenging and people get discouraged, people feel rejected, and it's tough. I feel like one of the most painful part of human experience is the experience of rejection. And as you said that everyone, every single person, I work with range of different clients in life, at times they experience rejection. That's just nature of work. If you are putting yourself out there, then you will get rejected for a number of different reasons. And I think it's important to work on, as you said, cultivating that mindset 
of kind of thinking about this process differently. Tell us about the mindset. What do you mean by that? So what I mean is right now, a guy, so let, let's imagine we're working with a guy here and he's, you know, saying like, Trip, I don't want to go out there. It's, it's, it's really scary. She's going to reject me. So what he's thinking is this girl's going, so this is the deeper subconscious things that are happening is that he's thinking, I'm getting rejected. So because of that, that is reinforcing my own belief that I have in myself, that I'm not good enough, that I'm a loser, that I'm not worthy of love, that I'm not worthy of of having something uh, special, right? So no one wants their own really terrible negative self-beliefs reinforced. Again, this is the deep stuff. Like he's not thinking that on a conscious level, but that is my theory in terms of what's happening. So therefore, why? I go out and get rejected. That sucks, right? So it's like double worse for the guy. It's not only is the woman rejecting you so you don't get a chance with her, but it's making you also feel crappy. So I, I need to tell them that when you get rejected, it has nothing to do with you ever. Yeah, I mean, it technically does. You know, if Brad Pitt went over there and started talking to him, it probably wouldn't reject Brad Pitt. You know, he's famous, he's good looking, whatever. But at the end of the day, she doesn't know who you are. And so if you're not doing what you need to do to make her feel comfortable in the conversation, she's going to reject you. Maybe you're just not her physical type. Okay, she's going to reject you. And we can go down a whole rabbit hole with the physical stuff. Maybe we'll come back to that. But but yeah, so there's all these reasons, but it's basically in a, in a very simple way of putting it, I, I got to let them know, let's not take it so personally. Let's not take it personally. And also, I try to reprogram their mind to understand that doesn't matter who you are here. Again, you know, with the exclusions of like exceptions of like Brad Pitt or whatever, but you know, every guy, you're going to get rejected. It's just part of the process. And so what I hope is that when I explain this to the guy, he can have comfort in that. Like, oh, okay. It's kind of like, and I, and I like to compare it to like skills or sports, like playing basketball, learning guitar, whatever. It's like when you go out there, let's say you want to learn basketball and you've never played in your life, right? But what is basketball? Well, it's this ball that you dribble up and down on this, you know, on the ground and then you shoot into a, a hoop, right? So let's imagine you've never done that before in your life. You're going to miss more shots than you're going to make, right? It's just like, that's just the nature of, of the game here. But then I had a client ask me, and this is very important, he said, but how come if I go play basketball and I know that I'm going to miss a lot of shots and I'm aware of that, that doesn't sting so bad, but it hurts so bad when I go out and get rejected. And the answer is kind of what I said a second ago is that, well, you're dealing with or what we were talked about earlier is like you're dealing with another human and this person is telling you or, or, or saying to you and you're interpreting and filtering in a way that you're not good enough. So it's not just like, oh, I missed a shot. Let's 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 try again and, and shoot the ball again. It's, oh man, this person doesn't like me. And now we're talking about deep primal stuff here in terms of your how you relate to people. It's like that is a very important thing is that you were born to relate to others for survival. So when you get rejected, it almost feels like you're dying. I know that sounds like, whoa, that's really deep, but that's that's what's happening here. And that's why it's so painful for guys. It's like, well, if I can't get a girlfriend or a mate or I can't, you know, or, or, or my friends reject me or whatever, now I don't have enough resources to pull to survive. This is how our, our brains were wired from caveman times. Or if, if that girl rejects me, I'm not going to be able to spread my seed. I'm not going to be able to have children. I'm not going to be able to, you know, to replicate. And that's what we inherently want want to do. 
So that's what all this stuff is way more intense than shooting a basketball, you know. But I tell guys, we don't need that anymore. You're okay. You're going to survive. You have food. You have air. You have shelter. And you are not living in a primal time where you are uh, need other people around you. You're able to do that. And also, and so that's the survival part. And the replicate part is, don't worry. You get rejected from a woman. There's a million, there's an infinite number because you'll never talk to every woman in the world. So there's an infinite number for you in terms of being able to, to practice, so to speak, or, or be able to have an opportunity with a woman. So I kind of, I, I say this to them in hopes that we re- reprogram so that they look at it as, okay, so right, it's not a big deal. I'm going to get rejected. That's part of it. And and then also, and then on top of this layer, what I say to them is don't think about this in terms of an outcome because you're not going to start getting numbers. You're not going to start getting dates. You're not going to start having sex or getting a girlfriend right away. And that's okay. So so let's understand that. Let's accept that as a reality. And then let's have fun with this this little game we have here, this little goal, this little change of let's have some fun talking to some women. Let's enjoy some conversations. Let's be curious and what What's going to happen with these conversations? Let's see if we can hold conversation for a minute or two instead of just going in for 30 seconds, getting scared of getting rejected and then ejecting yourself, which is its own rejection, right? So I try to reframe it into a little bit of a fun goal of let's just get better at talking to women and talking to strangers. And then if we can get to that point where they're just excited to have these opportunities and just get better at this, even though that sounds strange to some, well, then the then it will happen, right? The, the results that they want will happen and they'll be able to meet women and 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 get into relationships and sleep around and have whatever fun they want to have. So it's about focusing more on, you know, that cliche of, of the journey than the outcome. And so I, I, I try to tell them all this to, to, in helps it reprograms. And of course, it's not like I say this to them and then they're like, okay, now I can just approach anyone. It's a process of remembering, reminding, awareness and consciousness of this, of this fact, right? So that's, uh, that's what I help do there. And, and that's the, the process of trying to reprogram their mind. Well, I like that you mentioned mentioned that it's not personal because I, I love the analogy of basketball that you use. And at times I think about it as an interview, right? Sometimes you have the best skill, like you know, interview skills, and the job is not a match. You're missing the big part of the skills they need. So they're not going to hire you for that position. Partly, sometimes you're not even able to answer the questions because you're ang- anxious and you're not talking well in the interview, then that could be another reason. And the, so I, I tell people to kind of like think about what's going on here. So it's always a great idea that like working with a coach like you, that's going to help them with the skills because I feel that's the skill that, as you mentioned, even if you are end up being in a relationship, it's a kind of interpersonal skill that you can use it in your work. You can use it with your friends. So you're not going to lose it when you are in a relationship. So I think that's a, that can be a good investment. The other piece is I feel people are at times have this fixation of I want this particular person. I want this type of woman liking me. And I always tell them, okay, if you try this kind of like, you know what to say, if you are kind of like trying and this is not working, then it would be interesting to see what do you need to cultivate to be attracted to this kind of people? Because at times it's just a matter of making sure you have the characteristics and abilities that make you attracted to the person. So you're right that it's not personal. It's just a matter of kind of assessing is it the kind of like the lack of skill or is it about me not knowing what this person would be attracted to? So I think all of these things are important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Do you have people who come to you who are trying to attract a specific person? A lot. So like, for example, perhaps that they are coming from the particular background that they are wonderful people, but they are interested in someone that as far as like physical characteristic might be different than, than them. And they might kind of, they need to work on that. So at times they, they are kind of more kind of like, for lack of the word, nerdier and they want a fun, adventurous woman. And we always talk about what can you do to attract those kind of women? So it's important to kind of do a honest assessment of, for example, if I wanted to get to know, or like, like if I was single, I wanted to marry a Orthodox Jewish man from New York was a very specific characteristic kind of personality. And if I was trying on my own and I wouldn't be able to get the match, then I would want to need to know, okay, who knows how, what would be attractive to that population or that kind of a niche. So I think that also can be important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us, you know, what other challenge that people have, even if they want to sleep, just totally casual sex, when they approach women, like they start too aggressive and that will sabotage their chance of chance of kind of meeting the person and kind of build that kind of security that the person would need in order to feel safe to sleep with you. Do you see that? What are some of the remedies around that? You know, it's funny. It's a great question. And I think it's an interesting one because I don't, I don't personally see that. So I know that exists Mm -hmm. and it exists a lot, but I don't see it because the guys that I work with don't have those problems. They're never too assertive or aggressive or even inappropriately aggressive. They have the opposite problem. So I'm always trying to push them to be more assertive because they're landing in the friend zone, right? They're meeting girls and they're not making any moves and they're being too friend-like and they're not being sexual enough, which then causes them to be looked like as a brother or a friend. So I'm always trying to get guys to, to be more sexual, to be more assertive, to be more dominant, so to speak, and, and make moves moves because they're not doing it. You know, so it's funny. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a guy who came to me and said, yeah, maybe once, you know, a guy has said, you know, I think maybe I'm too, <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I think I'm too aggressive for women. But then like when I, when I asked him a bunch of questions, we found out that he wasn't at all, you know, so I wish I could talk to those guys. I think the guys out there who are too aggressive or too assertive, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what their issue is, but I do know that if you wanted to change that, you do need to back up a little bit and not go so fast so you can build that comfort because when it comes to attraction women need women need that feeling of safety or trust and if they don't have that then that is not going to make them attracted so therefore it's not going to make them want to be sexual with you sleep with you and be in a relationship with you so those guys are causing that problem for the guys that I work with you know that's still something I teach is like you want to make sure that the woman feels safe but when I when I talk about safety you know I'm not talking about like her the woman because these guys are not going to even come close to that. It's more just don't judge her, you know, like making her feel emotionally safe. If you judge a woman, she's not going to feel safe. She's going to feel judged around you and therefore won't be be able to be attracted to you. You know, so you don't want to sexually judge a woman, you know, judging her for maybe how many partners she had or for anything she's into sexually or it's okay to tease like you're kind of like on the playground, like teasing a girl, but, you know, making her feel like bad about something, like being serious about or I always say the term here is passive aggressive, like you're being passive aggressive. That doesn't make a woman feel safe. 
So those are some of the things that I teach. And also in terms of safety, I know this sounds kind of funny, but in terms of safety, so I explain to guys that, okay, you know, if a guy goes out and asks 100 girls, hey, will you sleep with me? You know, 100 will say no. If a, if a cute girl walks around and just goes up to 100 guys and, and say, hey, want to sleep with me? You know, I'd probably say like 80 to 90% of the guys that she approached would be like, yeah, let's do it. Why is that the case? Well, a woman needs to feel safe and secure and, and she, and that takes time. So a woman won't instantly just sleep with a guy. It's very rare. So it takes time. So I tell guys that when you're with a woman, you want to spend enough time with her so that she feels comfortable. So let's look at that on a microcosm. If you go up to a girl and approach her, whether it's a bar or, or a social situation or, or the grocery store, you know, is it better to approach a girl and try to get her number in three minutes? Or should you talk to her for about 15 to 20 minutes? So, of course, the answer is 15 to 20 minutes. Why? More time. So she gets to know you. So she can feel safe around you. So she can she can see, is this guy actually a guy I can be attracted to? Does he exhibit the masculine behaviors that I, as a woman, am attracted to? So that takes time because she's looking more for behavior. And that's going to make her feel, okay, this guy is someone that I can date. And again, if we go to the primal biological level, you know, oh, this is a guy that, yes, I can sleep with because he does exhibit the masculine traits. Therefore, I would feel comfortable, you know, having a child with him. Again, a woman may not want to have a child with a man in two to three dates, but it's her wiring just saying, I want to have sex with him. And of course, you know, that leads to a child. So it's the idea of, again, you want to spend more time with her before you make certain moves. You cannot just ask her to have sex. It's not going to work. You cannot escalate that fast. She needs to get to know you and need some time. Now, again, that's not to say she would have sex with you on a one night stand. You meet her at a bar. That's not to say she wouldn't have sex with you on a first date. But I guarantee you that if a woman is deciding to sleep with you, whether it's in 10 minutes of meeting you or it's in whatever, three three dates of meeting you, there is some factor in her brain that says, I feel safe enough to, to sleep with this guy. You know, and that's that's another reason, by the way, this is way off topic, why people sleep with each other when they're drunk because that inhibition is down and they, you know, that's, they're not thinking too clearly. Again, that, that I mean, it's not, that's not me saying get women drunk. That's not at all. But I think that I think that according to this theory, that's one of the reasons why a woman might sleep with someone faster on alcohol or whatever drug. So again, the idea here is it takes time. You need time, and part of that whole thing is emotional safety. Well, I'm so glad you talked about emotional safety, and definitely there is this evolutionary part to it. But also, if you are attracted, for example, to an attractive woman, like from the day that from the morning that she wakes up, she gets this harassment. I don't know the lack of better word that like maybe she was walking down the street and someone did a catwalking and she got smaller and then maybe she's opened the Instagram. She got a couple dick pics and then she's still, she's getting closer and shutting down and shutting down. By the time you're at the bar, she's already consciously, unconsciously has been kind of harassed so many times during the day and more closed off. So I feel when people have this more gentle but the kind of assertive approach that helps women to feel more comfortable, but also it helps them to be in the safety area that they need to be to be sexually open. Right. You know, it's interesting too, now that I, I kind of, because I talk about all this stuff a lot and now I, I'm making 
clicks in my head and connecting the dots here, you know, it's like that that begs the question too. Why is it if a, a woman will send a guy a picture of her breasts, he's going to be like, whoa, that's hot. But a girl will see a dick pic and 99.9% of women will be like, that's disgusting. And the reason is back to that theory I said is so she sees that as this guy just wants sex for me. So what does that mean on a biological evolutionary level? This guy is going to have a child with me. He only wants to impregnate me and then leave. So his only motive is sex. A woman doesn't want that. A woman wants to be able to have a man around if she has a child so they can raise the child together, right? So that's like the reason I believe that women don't get turned on by guys who are catcalling, sending dick pics, or being very sexually assertive right away. And then, you know, I, I might hear an argument there where some people might say, well, Trip, that, that doesn't really make sense. What about women who are super sexual? And, and then I think there's exceptions. Of course, some women are very comfortable with their sexuality enough to where, I mean, she does get a dick pic and she's like, that's hot and I'm into that and all that. But I also think, and this goes for, for guys too, is that there might be a self-esteem issue there, right? So if a woman is sleeping around with so many men, it could be, and by the way, again, this is for, for men too. Anyone who's sleeping around with, that, with an exorbitant amount of people, it might go back to, well, I'll have sex quickly because I don't feel good about myself and I want validation from other people. And that's where sex comes in too. So it's very complicated, but those are some of the theories I believe. I love those theories. And, you know, I have lots of like sex educator friends, women who are even in the kind of sexual entertainment industry. And what's interesting is I don't think anyone gets the idea when they get an unsolicited dick pic thinking, oh, I want to have sex with this person, right? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I never had that experience. And I don't know what intrigued people to send these pictures. I think there's that miscommunication that you're saying that they think, oh, I would love to have a picture of breasts. And that's not what the women are experiencing totally. uh, attractive. So I think it's important yeah. to have to get those information. Right. They think because that, that, and that, that begs another, that's a whole other topic too. Is that guys, they, you know, it's not their fault. That's just how it is. This is how I was too, is we think, okay, I'm, this is how I'm attracted to women. So this is how attraction works. Therefore, this is, this must be the same for women. So an example would be, well, the dick pic, that's one thing, right? It's like, well, I would want a girl to send me a picture of that. That's not hot to her. Another very even simple example, a non-sexual example or explicitly sexual example would be, that there that women are really interested in looks right so like oh you know again generally speaking right it's like a, a a man walks down the street sees a woman in a short skirt and her boobs are popping out he's gonna be like whoa like instantly like i would like to have sex with that woman like that is attractive to me so he's thinking physical attraction physical attraction that's attraction so then guys think and that's what i thought for a long time you need to be a very super good looking man like you need to be model-esque brad pitt-esque you need to be looking very attractive attractive in the typical what you might think attraction might look like because you see, you know, male models and actors and things like that. So then therefore, okay, well, I don't look like that. And I'm a guy, women are not going to like me, but I'm here to teach guys. Yes, your physical traits do matter. A woman does look at a guy and go, he's cute. He's sexy. Wow. Look at his muscles. Like, yes, all that stuff is true, but your behavior holds a heavier weight. So that's why you might see a guy who, and guys that I teach are like, they're not generally very attractive guys. They're like, so, so, 
but they're able to get very attractive women. Why? Was well, because their behavior, right? They're able to act confident, courageous, more fearless, more charismatic with women. Again, back to that whole concept here of, of time is that, and that's what she needs, those behaviors. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to spread across the world here. So for any guys listening is, yes, your looks matter. Yeah, you can't be a deadbeat broke sitting in your you know parents' basement with no career and no money in the bank, but you don't need to be super rich, super good looking, super high status guy. You just need to have your life together, be a guy who's interesting, who can talk to women, who is fearless and who can hold, you know, enough of an interesting conversation and you'll actually be able to attract uh, more women than than you think. I, I agree with you completely. And you know, when you say that, like it reminds me of the example I make with my clients all the time that SNL cast. So they are this obviously fun, rich people. So they're not average, Joe, but the women that they're getting, the actresses, the pop stars are like, these women can have anyone, but they are attracted to these people that are not necessarily extremely good looking. I bet if they were going for a look and the body, they could do better. But because of the charisma that you talked about, because of the fun and pers- like wonderful personality that they have at times, that's what attracts women. So I bet our listeners are now very interested and curious to see, to hear, hear about your, your coaching practice, because it seems like you cover a huge kind of range of topics with people and help them with the skills they need. So where they can find your information? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if they're interested in getting coaching and coached by me, they can go to coachedbytrip.com and then immediately takes them to an application page where they can apply and we can work together on your shyness, talking to girls, flirting with girls, getting to the point where you're dating women that you're interested in, whether it's multiple women or for a relationship. And and like I said, it's not for guys who have to be super good looking guys. I've been able to work with guys who are, you know, very, very subpar in their looks and get them to the point where they're dating some some pretty amazing women. So that's one way to go. If you're not so much interested in doing coaching, but you just want to hear more of my advice and and more specifics of all the things I've been talking about here, just check out the How to Talk to Girls podcast. And I have 450 episodes. So you can get very busy on uh, long drives, workouts, walks, whatever, listening to some of those episodes and hearing more of the specific advice, literally about how to talk to girls and, and everything. And and sex and relationships and, and all that. So you can check that out. Excellent. The link will be in the show notes. Trip, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful tips and tricks with our listeners. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I hope I didn't uh, take up too much uh, of the talking. I guess I'm just very passionate. I had a lot to say. So thanks for giving me the platform and thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I loved all the tips and tricks that Trip shared with us. And I believe for many people, improving our flirting game and seduction game can be a skill that can be learned. But also there is a subcategory of us that we had some relational trauma in the past and some of these insecurities are rooted in our past. And in order for us to be able to connect better with others and be able to present confidently in our dating life, it's important to work with a therapist to address some of those underlying wounds. You guys always are welcome to contact me and 
book an appointment with me if that's that's what you're struggling with. Also, I have a very exciting announcement. After four years, I started relaunching my Farsi podcast. I was getting weekly emails from my wonderful Farsi listeners saying that we want more. And it was something heavy on my conscience. So as of now, I started releasing episodes every other week. And the promise I made that if I find it, it's useful for my Iranian listeners, I will continue it. So if if you are a Farsi-speaking person, make sure you're checking out the Sexology podcast show in Farsi in iTunes. The link to that episode will be in the show notes. Thank you so much as always for listening and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.